I'm Dr. Sam Fesich, host of the EduMagic Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions are those of each individual host. You can find more great education podcasts by visiting our website, edupodcastnetwork.com. Get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. is Shooks and Gifts, Season 2, Episode 14, the season finale. In this episode, we talk about a bunch of features and tools for your Mac, Chrome extensions to change favicons and access Instagram, some Google EDU on-air learning on accessibility, making learning visible in Scratch, and an amazing student 20-time project. Welcome to Shooks and Gifts, the podcast where we share EdTech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Did you know that I learned recently that French fries did not come from France? I did not know that. Yes, they were made in Greece. (laughs) (laughs) If time's a charm. (laughs) So for the first time in Shooks and Give history... Yep. This is our second attempt at well, recording. Full on second take. Yeah. The, it's going to be the hidden files. Yeah. The lost episode. <laughs> yeah. It just did not work well the first time when we used yeah, Zencaster. Zencaster. Let's explain why. Yeah. So next year, uh, I am going into a school again to work. I am leaving. <laughs> I know. I'm leaving our team by choice. I got a fantastic opportunity to be a full-time teacher librarian at a secondary school about 15 minutes from home. And politically, with how it's looking here in Ontario, I just thought, you know what, this is a really good opportunity. I, I just, I'm, I was really excited, but bittersweet because I don't want to leave the team. But it also means that when Shooks and I will often record during our lunch hour on days we have meetings in our office, that won't happen because I'm not going to, I'm not going to come to those meetings anymore. I hope that's okay. <laughs> no, you still have to come. Even though imagine? you're leaving the role, you still have to come. Hi, guys, I'm here. Um, so we're like, we need a solution because Shooks and Gift will live on. Yes, Shooks it will. Shooks and Gift do not need to be in the same no, role no. to make this happen. Um, but to avoid having to maybe record at night or whatever, we thought, well, maybe there's a, t- a way we can do this remotely. And a lot of people do it. And you know what I was thinking after take one? Let's talk to Ryan and Brian. Yeah. And How ask them because it? they do it separately as well. And I know that... You know what? Um, I'm gonna, I I'm gonna Zen- box him right now. Let's box him on. Let's see if he re- responds to us during- live oh. on the podcast. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up. Audio message. Brian breaks. It's not. Hi. So Shooks and I are recording an episode of Shooks and Gift right now. Right now, you are literally on air with us. We were wondering how you and Ryan record when you are not together. What do you use to do that? Because we tried ZenCaster and it just didn't work for us for a variety of reasons. I could have just been bad at it so let us know bye here we go i vox on the show now we eat we vox that's what we do so we we recorded it and then we do a lot of our post-production when we have to in camtasia and kim had trouble I just could not yeah, get, get the up. audio to line up properly and so, jake uses zencaster too i believe didn't he use that jake do you use zencaster i think he does i i feel like i feel like he did too. i feel like i used that when i was with him how do i not remember that well, anyways, really excited. we we are together again, and yeah, we are. Again. And you wanted this. This is what I you did. said. You said I, I want to record like our last one of the season I together. I really want to be together. I didn't so want to not here. be together. Let's hold hands. 
We're now holding hands. Like you're meeting, are we? <laughs> I, I have a colleague that every now and then when he does something very serious, I just grab his hand and I hold it like it's moral support and it's our thing and we try to see who outlasts. Let's go first. <laughs> it's usually me because he gets super creepy. It's, it's awesome. one way to make meetings fun. The other way to make meetings fun is to take secret pictures of your friends across the room and send them to other friends while she's talking in a meeting. It's amazing. <laughs> I've never done that live. <laughs> okay, let's get this party started. All right. First of all, before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we're doing, I am going to ISTI, sans shooks. It's not shooks and giftsty this year. It is purely giftsty. And we're sad. But there is an education podcast network meetup at ISTI on the Sunday night of ISTI at, I think it's 6 p.m. at a place called Pat's King of Steaks that Chris Nessie is organizing. So I will be there. If you want to uh, come out and get a Shooks and Gifts sticker and meet some other people, I know um, Jake Miller said he was going to be there. Chris Nessie's going to be there. AJ Bianco is going to be there. There's a whole bunch of people who are going to come out and you can meet some of your favorite podcasters and do some networking. And it's on a Sunday night, which is great because last year I found and the year before, Sunday was pretty low key, whereas like Monday is jam packed yeah. and Tuesday yeah. is karaoke and you can't miss that. And also that night happens to be Eric Kurtz's birthday. Yes. His 50th birthday. Yes. It's very exciting. Anyway, happy birthday, Eric. Happy birthday, Eric. I'm um, so sorry I won't get to see that. So that's that. The other cool thing is we have a message. We do have a message. We have a message from February. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. We we are very responsive. We are. That, we try to be. I mean, that's the proper etiquette for turnaround time, right? Within 24 hours and four months. Something Any, like any that. time within there. I think beyond is, four months is rude. That's just rude. But rude. as long as it's between <laughs> 24 hours to four months, you're 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 doing proper etiquette. I don't know what happened. So on February the 19th, we got uh, an email. Or, uh, sorry, a message and anchor from Nathan DeGroot, who is in. He's on Twitter at at Just Start Tech. And sorry, Nathan, we ignored you. The reason I found it is because Brian Carpenter, who's completely caught up now on the podcast, and this is the one that he's now waiting for, which yes. makes me so sad because I really live for those tweets that he sends us. He sent me one, and I got an email because the our anchor account's under my email address. And I got the email for it, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll go in. And I was like, hey, hold on, what's this? Because the last one we had was from Sean Fahey mm -hmm. back in September. So clearly our, our anchor, <laughs> people are, tweet us, I suppose. Or so we also have the... Flipgrid on embedded on our Shooks and Gifts we site. We do, and we have tons of stuff there. None. On the Zero. <laughs> Zero people Zero. respond. Nobody cares about our Flipgrid. Everybody That's posts good. to Jake Jake's Flipgrid. I'm jealous of Jake right now. Okay, please post to our Flipgrid. <laughs> we, we would like that. Go to shooksandgift.com and just leave. Just wave to us. You're almost as cool as Jake. Just say <laughs> that, and we'll be fine. Um, so Brian left a really, just a really nice message of love. It was like a, a love letter anchor message. Thank you, Brian. Can for I that. try something? Yes. Brian, if you're running right now, I want you to jump. Now I want you to skip. Now I want you to hop. Now I want you to jump. Brian, tell us if you listened. <laughs> He'll listen. <laughs> He's great. Okay, anyway, back to Nathan DeGroote. He left us a message, and it's a great message. I'm going to play it. Hi, Kim and Jen. This is Nathan DeGroat at Just Start Tech on Twitter. I love the little nuggets that I get from your show, especially the last AHA overflow. I like the part about bookmark real estate, and I remember when I first saw my students doing that. I first was like, why in the world would you do that? And then once they told me, it's like, how in the world do you do that? Sometimes a site might not have a fav icon, or you might want to change it. So there's an extension called Bookmark Fav Icon Changer, which will allow you to change it by uploading your own. One thing I wish we could do is change the icon for folders in Chrome, but it doesn't allow us to do that. 
my solution for that is to just use emojis. And you might do that for your websites as well. Lastly, I have a bunch of my Google Drive files organized in a bookmark folder, similar to the way my drive is organized, so I know where I'm going. This allows me easier access to the forms, documents, spreadsheets, and things that I use the most, and I can even get directly to those folders from there. I hope you find these tips useful. Thanks. Thank so, you, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. That was awesome. I think we've talked, yeah, we so obviously he mentioned the fact that we were talking about deleting the text yeah. beside a favicon on your bookmarks bar to yeah. save that valuable real estate. And the other piece that he mentioned about folders on the bookmark bar, you can see right now I have so many folders on mm -hmm. my bookmark bar. So in addition to starring files in Drive, I have folders on my bookmark bar for quick access to any of the files that I need and it's really, really useful. I have it for, you know, each project has a folder bookmark bar yeah. or certain, uh, like our podcast has a folder bookmark bar. Same. They're really helpful. So thanks for sharing that. I really like this extension changer, the, the yeah. fav icon. What was I calling them? Flavicons or Flav something? Flav oh yeah, remember that Flavicon. Um, the, the fav icon changer extension. I think that's really cool, especially for our younger learners who just, you need something quick or if, if you have, you don't want them to be um, anything with text and you just want to do something that uh, triggers your memory so it's not just a bunch of let's say um, icons for Google Docs. You want to change it so it, it suits whatever the content is. Yeah. I think that could be really powerful. It could even be an assignment like design a favicon in drawing, save it as a, oh, save it as a, a great picture assignment. and then create your own favicons. Oh my gosh, this, this version of this episode is even better. <laughs> <laughs> he also talked about adding icons yes emojis. And, and remember i said I, how would you do that and what i thought was like is he changing the actual no, icon not changing the folder he wants of the to folder. be able for the love he wants to be able to love. change the icons but right and so one thing that i do i have a, a demo slam that my very first demo slam that i ever did was called pimp your drive and it was about personalizing your drive so not only changing the color of your folders but adding little emojis to that and really quickly if you're on a Mac if I don't know if you know this but I think we've talked about it on the show before if you hit control command space bar it actually brings up the entire emoji yeah. um, alphabet and all, all of the emojis just like you find on your on your mobile device and there's that so when I'm typing uh, in drive if I'm changing any kind of folder or file name I can hit that on the Mac the control command space bar and I can add an emoji into the into the title of it. What you can also do if you're not on a Mac is go to a website called Copy Paste Character and in that it has all of the emojis and then some. It has a whole bunch of different uh, little sort of icons that you can add to the name of files or folders so they pop out. I like it because I find that the gray writing and even when I color the folder sometimes I don't see it. There's a certain picture that I'm looking for and it, I, it, it's very helpful as soon as you click on the icon it copies it to your clipboard and off you go and you can paste it in. I'll, I'll link the slide deck that I use in the demo slam here but it's a really great way to make it more visual um, when you're looking for things in your drive or anywhere for that matter. And it's nice for personalization. Yeah, if kids want to sort of personalize their drive. It's really good for students who need support with organization. Yeah. Yeah I really like that idea. We use it a lot on our team too. And and do you want to give the warning about if you oh, do? Oh yeah. yeah. If you use it, make sure, remember that every single icon is associated with the letter of the alphabet. So if you put the icon at the beginning of the name of the file, of, of the, fi the name of the file or the folder, it might mess with your alphabetization. So you put a number there if you actually want them in order. That's one thing that you do, Kim. I put numbers. Um, I like the pictures, so I actually put them at the end. And then you'll just need to toggle between the grid yes. view and the list view so that you can see it if it's a really long title 
and you're in grid view. Awesome. That's it. Thanks, Nathan. I want to share a valuable resource. Google EDU on air used to be like a three-day event, and I think it is still an annual three-day event, but I think what Google is doing now is they are releasing webinars in association with Google EDU on air mm -hmm. every, I don't know how often they're doing them, but recently I've seen a bunch come out in the last mm -hmm. few weeks. They, they've, they've been doing like two a week. I, yeah. I went in and I saw something um, after we recorded the first time, I got an email and it was like two a week they for did the an rest equity of June. One. Yeah. So I just wanted to link to the one that I started to watch, haven't completed watching, but it's in my Toby for summer viewing. It is on accessibility with Chromebooks and Google and G Suite. And there are so many quick tips in that hour long yep. podcast, or not podcast, that hour, hour long webinar yep. that I think just that alone would be valuable PD if you're in a staff meeting and you want to give your teachers an opportunity to do some personalized learning. That webinar on its own would be super valuable and for I love accessibility. that you brought that up because that was precipitated by a Google Innovator project by my girl, Lisa Berghoff from WDC 17. She was like one of my besties in there. And she's, in fact, last year when my husband and I went to Chicago, we went out for dinner with two of my um, people from my cohort who live in Chicago and Lisa was one oh, of them. That's fantastic. So, and she's great. She's launched it. It's been a real labor of love because we're going on now two years since I was at Innovator Academy yep. and she's really like, you know, trucked away at it and I'm so proud of what she's done and she actually had an event at Google all about accessibility. She's really big into advocating for students with exceptionalities. So I definitely want to jump in it too and we will definitely link it in the show notes. I want to talk to you about a Mac again. I know I'm doing a lot of Mac stuff. I want to talk to you about the Mac Universal Clipboard. Have you ever used this? I don't think I have. So I am doing a, a sketch noting presentation with our good pal Sylvia Duckworth at ISTE on Monday uh, from 4.30 to 5.30 on I think it's the third floor in ballroom A called How to Draw 100 essential sketch noting icons. And we're going to go through and be like, hey, here's how you draw a globe, here's how you draw a, by people climbing a mountain or whatever. And then we're gonna talk about what they signify. Because when, you know, when you sketch note, yep. you don't actually sketch note what's going on, but um, symbols to represent something else. So I was working on the slide deck for that and I would draw in Tyasui Sketches, which is the program I use, and then I would send it to myself via um, iMessage, iMessage. iMessage. Then I would get it on my computer and I transfer it in. And then I was working on my computer and I actually want to show you. For some reason, I, I got a new Mac because in leaving this role, I have to hand in my work computer, the nerve. And I, uh, I realized, like, oh, that thing's up. And I'd read about it a little while ago, but I was like, when am I really going to use this a lot? Like I was thinking in terms of, oh, I copy a website uh, ad address and then I'm going to paste it into my mobile device, but how much am I really going to use it? And then this occurred to me. So I'm going to show you. I am going to open up just a new slides presentation by going to slides.new. I am going to uh, open up Tayasui sketches on my iPad. So the, the slide deck is on my Mac and the sketch is on my iPad. So I've sketched a little picture of a little guy on the iPad. I now use the copy feature. Okay, so I'm going to say, yep, yeah, do this. It's copied. And over here, you'll see there's a little icon. Yeah. That shows. I have seen that before, come to think of it. Oh I just my paced. goodness. And the little guy I drew on my iPad is immediately into my Mac. So what happens is my very left-hand side icon at the bottom of my little taskbar on the Mac is Finder. And beside that, it's 
It's the Google Chrome with a little um, icon of a computer it. screen. It's funny because I'm not in Google Chrome, so I'm not sure why it, it did that. But yeah, I I copied from one place to another. So all of a sudden, I'm doing this slide deck, and I'm like, I don't need all these steps anymore. That's I would amazing. draw it, I would circle it, and bang, I would copy it into my slide deck. Does it work if you find an image if you're searching? Let's try like just okay. searching Safari okay. I'm gonna, or Chrome. I'm gonna go to Chrome because that's what I use. And you want just like an image of a taco cat. Sure. Taco cat is a palindrome. It reads the same forward and back. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh -huh. There's a little, okay. So I have this taco cat and I want to copy, copy the image. I'm going to come over and I'm going to paste and taco, taco cat. cat. Totally works. Whoa. Yeah. So if you have, the, now here's the thing. When I learned about it and then when I went back in to do to make sure that I knew exactly what I was doing. Here's what you need to have in place. And I am running into some problems right now on my new Mac, but I think it's because I need to reboot the new Mac. You need to have all devices signed into the same iCloud, um, signed into iCloud with the same Apple ID. You need to make sure that Bluetooth is on on both devices, that each device has Wi-Fi turned on and you're on the same network and that handoff is turned on. And I'll put a link in the show notes to explain how to do each of those things from the Apple site rather than explain it here. But it's really great if you're working on one place and you want to go to another. Yeah. And how about, from? so would it work from a phone to a computer as well? Yes, it does. So And it works from your phone to your iPad and your iPad to your phone. So it's, whenever my AirPlay, or yeah, whenever AirPlay stops working for whatever reason, this could work with a picture that I've taken that I just quickly need on my computer. And you paste it somewhere. Yep. Totally. Cool, huh? Oh, that's great. I know. I love that. Yep. Okay, carrying on. What do you have for me? So our good friend, Sandra Chow. Love her. Who you are going to get to see very, very soon. Although I, I think I am also going to get to see very, very soon. But in Australia, which is awesome. Have I mentioned that on the podcast? I don't know if you have. You should totally mention that. Kim's going to Australia <gasps> to do a keynote, two keynotes. How have I not mentioned that yet? Maybe you have. Mention it again. I'm going to Australia! So exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited for the Canberra and Sydney summits, July eighth, July eighth and ninth. I uh, so Sandra tweeted online something that she had learned, and I will link to her tweet because she learned it from someone else who I know she wants to give credit to, mm -hmm. who I don't know off the top of my head. So I'm going to link to it. Yep. That on a Mac, if you click and hold the green circle that would normally send your browser to full screen, mm -hmm. if you click and hold it and then let go it snaps your browser screen yeah. to half of your Mac window and whatever else is open on that desktop yeah. will also be on the other half. This is really, really useful. I know that Windows computers have been able to do this for quite some time where yeah. it just you drag, drag it the and very, then it snaps. Ones, and one side or the other, you can choose on the, yes. on the Windows. So I've just done it and the thing is it's not a big deal for me right now because I only have one thing open on that desktop. If I had two Chrome browsers open on that desktop, mm -hmm. I could have them side by side. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was just a neat little trick that I didn't know about that green circle in the top left corner. Yeah, of Chrome. it's she. It's by at feet e tweet. So f e e t e tweet. Nikki and her Foot. name is Nikki Foot. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> feet tweet. It's very cute. So thanks, Sandra, and thanks, Nikki, for that. Cute little tip. Okay, I'm going to do one more Mac one. Okay. In getting my new computer, I decided I needed to re-download uh, a program called Reflector. I love Reflector. It's by Air Squirrels. They have a few different versions, and I've used Reflector 2, 
And then I used um, Reflector. I was going to buy Reflector 3, and then I realized, and I, I sort of saw it come out just from, you know, the emails you get when you sign up for things a few months ago. And I could be wrong. It may have been before that, but I just started getting the emails because I bought it. They have Reflector Teacher. What this allows you to do is it allows you to project absolutely from any device that allows sort of an AirPlay kind of feature to your computer. So when we think about having Apple TVs or AirTames or anything like that in our classrooms, we need to have an external device. But if you buy this and it's $14.99 American, so about $20 Canadian, one time buy, you install it on your computer and you can turn it on. And when I turn on Reflector Teacher, any device in the room can find my computer as something to project to. So I can have a couple of kids who are doing things, let's say, on their iPhones, and they can say, yep, yeah, share with Mrs. Giffen's computer, and then I can actually post them all up. And I think what I like about Teacher, and I could be wrong, maybe the old one did that and I just didn't realize, is that I can have multiple screens. I think on Reflector 3, I it's only one. I saw you do that. It was really cool. Yeah, and I have a couple screens. So I had an iPad up, I had an iPhone up, and it was just showing yeah. what people were doing. And I can choose who comes in, who does not highlight only this one for right now, and it gives you a lot of options. So instead of having to buy and then worry about um, wiring in potentially something like an AirTame or an Apple um, Apple TV, I can very easily just do it from my own computer with a fair, a fair amount of security. There's a password so you can't just be working there and then someone puts something up. Um, and for $20 forever, I think it's totally, totally worth it. Do you remember when I accidentally presented my computer to our superintendent's computer? I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was super fun. <laughs> or do you remember when we were at Connect? <laughs> oh no. We were at Connect in a workshop and somebody somewhere yes. on the floor was projected their entire presentation to you. from another room onto my computer and I didn't know if I closed it down if something would happen to her presentation and then I found her room and I went and popped my head in but she was in the middle of talking and I didn't want to embarrass her so I just let the whole presentation take over my computer for the whole hour <laughs> yeah and so I kept sitting there trying to learn somewhere else and she's like I have no computer right now it was very funny <laughs> I just didn't want to ruin her presentation yeah. anyway it, and you can also the other thing is you can record as you present yeah so then you would have that this is great if you want to do some flip classrooms so if you're teaching something and then you want to like, you know, have a recording and put it up in your Google Classroom or whatever your LMS of choice is, you can put it there. Let's say you have a student at home who's ill for a week or for a long period of time, they can still sort of feel like they're there in the moment and learn in the same way. I have a colleague, um, we have a colleague here in York Region who did that, decided he got one of those little IPVO cameras and just recorded everything. He said, I didn't edit at all. When I did a lesson at the front, he's a science teacher, physics. He'd put the camera up, he'd start drawing, he would get questions from the crowd, and he started watching, because he had it all on Moodle, he started watching the analytics, and a day or two before the tests, all these kids were re-watching. It was for one student who was home for mental health reasons, but he said, you know, everyone was re-watching videos. Universal design. Did, right? UDL. Totally. Anyway, that was that one. I like it. That's Reflector nice. Teacher by Air Squirrel. So I'm going to do a really short mention of something that deserves an entire episode just so that I can talk about one other thing. Okay. Last weekend, I was with EdTech Team, mm -hmm. and we were partnered with Google mm -hmm. and Staples. Staples Canada, doing a fantastic free learning opportunity at downtown Staples on University Avenue. So I was there with Michelle Armstrong and Erica Armstrong, no relationship, mm -hmm. um, as well as uh, Diana Mancuso and her incredible son, as well as a whole bunch of kids in partnership with Google. And we were running two 45-minute workshops 
on how to use CS First, just showing kids that Computer Science First program through Google, it's a free program, and how it's all self-directed and self-paced, and you don't have to have any background in coding in order to be able to dive into it. So I say I'm going to do a really short mention of CS First because I could do a whole episode right. on it, and maybe next season I will focus sure. all of my shares on CS First one day. Every single one. Every single one will be about a different aspect of CS First. But through CS First, you get to Scratch, which is a block coding program created by MIT. And what I wanted to mention about Scratch is not the coding aspect of it, but how it neatly aligns with the concept of formative assessment and assessment as learning. Right. When you are in your Scratch interface on the dashboard, if you right-click anywhere on the dashboard section where you are actually coding, so mm -hmm. if you right-click on a block or on the blank space, you get an option to add a comment. This learning came to me from Fatty Butanis, so thank Love you, him. Fatty. Thank you, Fatty. What you can do is add a comment and think about yourself in the, from the perspective of a student, just like I would encourage them to add comments as they're writing in a Google Doc. Mm. What am I thinking? What question am I thinking about? What am I unsure about? Come back to this. Why did I use this block? What is it helping me do? If you use the add comment feature, you're annotating your coding, being able to show your thinking. We talk about making thinking visible. Right. I did not know that the add comment feature was there. I didn't either. And I love that. And Fatty explained that it's it's wonderful from a procedural writing perspective, mm -hmm. even if you just wanted to explain the purpose behind each block of coding, which as a programmer, he explains, we embed those in our code no matter what, so that yeah. if the code is transferred from one person to the next person, they can they follow can, it yeah, easily. Exactly. So from a literacy perspective, you have your procedural writing. But from an assessment as learning perspective, students have the opportunity to make their thinking visible as they are coding. I loved that. Also assessment for learning, right? Because yes. we can go in throughout yes. and, and see the comments and where they're going and give feedback as we go, not even necessarily in real time. I love it for check-ins. I love it if you're engaging with Scratch with your students and you go and you're sitting in a mid-quick conference with your kids. Mm -hmm. As we say, the teacher does not have to have basic knowledge to use Scratch. So if you are a teacher and you don't have that basic understanding and then you go to sit and have a conference with your student and you're looking at the code and you're like, I have no idea. Yeah. But if that student has been told or or model if there's been modeling happening for how to use the comment feature just like you would in a doc you then have the comments to base your questions off of in a conference with your student That's awesome. you don't need to understand the code because you can understand their reflections on the code yeah so I loved that. Thank you, Fatty, for pointing that out. That's awesome. And if... Did you show them that this weekend? I guess it would... You know what? It was such a quick 45 minutes. And it was kids. But right? here's no. what we did. We had the kids versus the parents. Oh, who won? Um, I think the kids won, but maybe the parents would disagree. If... I think this is airing tomorrow, right? This episode mm -hmm. is airing tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Number two. We are doing this again. CS First through Google, partnership with Staples Canada and partnership with EdTech Team are going to be at the Staples on Red Maple near Highway 7 in Richmond Hill what, what? this Saturday. That's my yeah. what, what? I'm going to link to the registration form. I think there might still be space. Please come out and join us. It is free for your kids. Parents, come with your kids. I will be there. It will be a fantastic learning opportunity for your kids to dive into CS first. And then they can go back to school on Monday and say, Mr. Mr. Teacher, 
this is something we need to do in our classrooms and you don't need to know anything to get us started. It is entirely self-directed. Yeah, we still have a, almost a month left of school here, it's right? It's such a perfect so, time to start diving into it. So that's awesome. I'll link to the what, registration what time? form. What time on time? Um, I want to say it starts at 1130 yeah. and it goes, there's like a, there's like a, 11.30 to 12.30, but it's like 11.45 to 12.30 is the learning, and there's a little bit of an introduction. There's going to be some influencers there, I'm told. Mm -hmm. Lauren Howe, who is Miss Canada Universe, who is so sweet. Oh, she nice. did she did the introduction on Saturday, and she actually sat in with the kids and did the learning That's with awesome. them. She is an industrial engineer as well as a business entrepreneur as well as Miss Universe Canada and a correspondent for Breakfast Television. She's a Renaissance woman. And Sounds she, like a big loser. <laughs> she was incredible. I'm not jealous of her at all. <laughs> she was incredible. So I hope you'll come out and join us. It'll be a great day. That's fun. Maybe I'll stop by. I have a wedding, but not until later. I'll see. It depends, oh, come. It depends on baseball pictures. Okay. It's baseball pictures. Oh, season. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that does sound fun. Okay, you also want to talk about... Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. so the morning of our original recording, I got a message from Danny Leeming, who we did one of our midterms with, who I did one of our midterms with. And then that, did you see the night of our first recording of this episode, he tweeted at us and was like, did you have cameras on us? We were just talking oh, about you yeah, today. Yeah. And now we're talking about yeah. it Yeah. So he does some incredible learning with his students. He's all about... Um, student choice and voice and self-directed learning. And one of his students, Freya Emery, is doing her 20-time project. Mm -hmm. She's created a coloring book through Adobe Illustrator, which was some of her personal learning for her 20-time project. Her 20-time project was to learn Adobe Illustrator. And she's also focused on female empowerment. These are crazy. So she has created through Adobe Illustrator a Gorgeous, gorgeous coloring book that you can buy. I want to say buy because yeah. it is a student piece of work and we're not just going to screenshot and download. We are going no. to support it by buying it. It's well, called, even this, she only has in here one. Yeah, just a two, couple of them. Like two yeah, different, there's probably yeah. more. Oh, I'm sure there are. It's called Belladonna and it is gorgeous drawings of important women from history that she has drawn herself. She's produced this book. She is selling it. You, we're going to put up the link where you can buy it. Great gift for somebody. It's amazing. It's, they're beautiful drawings. And I just thought, what a wonderful 20-time project yeah. from one of Danny's students. And I'm more than happy to support it by linking to it on our... Yeah, for $20. She's selling them for $20 Canadian dollars. That's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Well it's done, gorgeous. Freya. Well done. That is impressive. So I, on, on the Instagrams, I want to share something that I learned when I was away. A couple weeks ago, I was at YRDSB Arts Camp. Yes. And we had um, a program there that was photography, and we were putting things up onto Instagram, but the instructor of the program didn't want to use his phone necessarily or his device to do it. He wanted his computer. He's like, how can I post Instagram from from my computer? And I said, I don't think you can. He goes, no, there's a way. There's a Chrome extension. I'm like, tell me more that about this awesome. magic. And there is. Uh, so we sat down together and he's like, Jen, it's this. And I said, we'll find it. It's called Downloader for Instagram. And when you download this Chrome extension and turn it on, you go to Instagram.com, you log into your account like normal. So right now I am on the uh, YRDSB Arts Camp. And you log in and you can see everything that we posted. But what happens along the top is you have a little compass, you have the little like button, you have your profile, and then it adds a couple of more icons. Mm -hmm. And one of them looks like a mobile phone. Yeah. And when you click it, it opens a little sidebar and it 
it impersonates or it mimics what Instagram looks like on your device and you can post from there. So if you have uh, pictures on your computer that you want to post instead of your device or you have a huge batch that you, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm old. I don't always like working on my, on my phone. I, I prefer the full landscape of the computer. I can now come you in here. You didn't actually show this to me last time. You just talked about yeah, it. Yeah. You push the plus button and it says, okay, where do you want to post from? So I might say, okay, I want to post this picture. That looks really cool. And it looks exactly, you can apply filters the same way. It's exactly your mobile device it's on your exactly phone. exactly the mobile device on the phone. Exactly. I would be more willing to use Instagram now that I can do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't do that much social media other than right. Twitter, uh, but that makes it a lot easier. Well, the other thing I really like about this is let's say you, you have someone who's posted photos and you love them. It's not always simple to get a photo off Instagram onto your own device. So let's say this weekend I was at a street party with my kids and a couple of people posted some photos, really cute photos of my children. And rather than having to airdrop them or afterwards, I don't really like know them, but I saw them take it. I might be able to find them. And with this program, the other thing you can do is you can go into any um, picture. So here's one that has a bunch of pictures with it that we posted. I can now say download all and it will say okay we've found in this case 216 so it's every photo that was posted on this and I can download them to my computer let's let's take a moment and pause about copyright and how we're going yeah. to use photos and take them and but if you're looking for photos really quickly to download from Instagram to your computer that it also does that aside from just mimic Instagram on your you don't have it says device. you can download from one so does that saying the first photo on the page to Correct. the end so you would have to know what numbers yes those are you have to count them all um, other thing to consider just from a digital citizenship perspective you yeah. mentioned copyright is understanding that again when your likeness is put up online yeah. anybody has the ability to download it and save it so it's another piece of awareness yeah. when you are using social media with your children or with your students there are extensions out there tools out there that can take your likeness so yeah, you really have to understand and help your students understand it is a digital tattoo yeah. once it's out there it's yeah out there. people talk about footprint but we've talked about tattoo a few yeah times. i think that's it i think it's all i have to share you that's it that's it for this season. That's it for this season. We will record again in person because I have lunch hours and I can hours. visit. Yeah, because when you're going from place to place in the district, yeah. you might drive by I my might, school. I might drive by. And, and we have might lunch have days where we're like, you know what? Let's do it this evening. Yes. We've done that before. We record on weekends. Yes, we do. We've recorded in the evenings. It does not only need to be during our lunch hour. Speaking well, of which, it's almost over. We should go. That is true. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our nonsense when we don't talk about ed tech. <laughs> Thank you for not minding when we eat in your ear. I like eating. And drink I'll, and sip my apple jokes. juice. Our dad jokes. They put up we don't have to apologize for our dad jokes. Those, dad are, jokes those are, are great. Best. Those are great. They're amazing. For those of you who are already on summer, lucky ducks, enjoy it. And for those of you who are about to go on summer in a few weeks, enjoy it. And for those of you all see it, ISTE. See you then. I might do a gifty pop-up. When I come back, I might sit you down and be like, look at these fun things I learned. That would be great. I know. Bye, everybody. See you next season. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F.com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid, 
or by tweeting at us, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiced.ca. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Did you know that French fries aren't originally from France? No, where are they from? Um, they really start, oh, hold on. Even though we've already done it before. <laughs> hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Did you know that French fries didn't come from France? I have heard that multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Did you know that French fries didn't originally come from France? I did not. Where are they from? They... <laughs> I can't, I can't remember this.